Most of us never learned how to train our brains, which is why most of us needlessly settle, struggle, and worse, suffer. My name is Chris Doris, and I want to make brain training mainstream. This is my series, Tough Talks, Conversations on Mental Toughness. I'm interviewing badasses from all walks of life on what mental toughness means to them and their unique approaches to strengthening their minds. Hey everyone, welcome back to Tough Talks, Conversations on Mental Toughness with Chris Doris, and I'm super pumped for a conversation I've been looking very forward to having with our guest today, whose name is Taylor Stone. Taylor, thank you so much for making time for this. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, we, we've been talking a lot about, um, about this conversation. I've known you a couple, three years, two, mm -hmm. maybe? Two or three, three years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we've had this ongoing conversation, which wasn't really intentional. I think it just came from observing each other's social media posts. Uh, but we'll get to that soon. Let me tell you a little bit about Taylor. Taylor is a holistic nutritionist, life coach, and former NFL cheerleader who teaches women the mind, body, and soul aspect of gaining optimal and sustainable health. Through her own health issues, she learned how to heal herself by using a mind-body medicine approach. And we're going to elaborate on all, on all this stuff. This is an amazing bio. And now heals her clients using emotional detoxing, instilling massive self-love and confidence while still incorporating the nutrition and exercise aspect of gaining longevity and health. Through her coaching, she helps women get out of the victim mindset to own and create a life they love. This is one of my favorite bios I've ever read in my life. Oh, thank you. There's well, thank you for what you're doing because, <laughs> um, and also thank you for making it easy, really easy for me to ask you a million questions because there's a lot of clarification that I can't wait to hear, and I know that that people watching and listening also want to hear. So, so how about we start with? Uh, I, I actually I want to read um, uh, some of this again. Okay, so you're a holistic nutritionist, a holistic new. Let's just start with that. Mm -hmm. what, does that, what does that even mean? You're a holistic nutritionist. So holistic medicine nutrition means focusing on the body as a whole. It's not just a specific ailment that you have. You actually focus on everything from not just the nutrition. It's the mind, body, soul stuff. It's the what are you doing for your activity? What are you surrounding yourself with? What are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis that is creating the health issue or something that's of discomfort in your body. So it's addressing your body as a whole, not looking at it like a symptom. And that's it. So, you know, um, I read mind, body, and soul. Now, a lot of times, so it's like, it said mind, body, and, and the way it's written, the way I printed it out, uh, just it just uh, serendipitously happened that it says mind, body, and, and then it goes to the next sentence. Now, in my mind, I've read a s sentences so frequently where it says like mind, body, and spirit, you said soul, and and, mm -hmm. I, and that and I thought, well, that's I actually already started saying spirit because just because I just see it all over the place, yeah. Right? And and you use the word soul, so I was actually going sp uh, soul, and I thought, well, interesting. How, why did you choose that word? So I like using the word soul just because it kind of takes the religious aspect out of it. You know, a lot of times when you say the word spirit. People tend to think of spirit in the religious sense. And, you know, I grew up, I grew up Catholic and, you know, being in churches. And I very much have transitioned to being spiritual rather than religious. And so I like to think of 
soul as definitely a part of you. So you have your soul and you have your personality or you have your soul and your ego, however you want to call it. And when you really just find out what he or she wants, meaning your soul, you align with it. And so for me, it's just more personal. It's more of like a personal approach. Spirit, people could think of like spirit guides, God, source, universe, whatever you want to call it. But soul to me is very personal. Roger that. So, so you also said in your bio that uh, through your own health issues, you've learned how to heal by using mind-body medicine approach. We'll get to the mind-body medicine approach. Mm -hmm. We're just going like basically sentence through sentence, itemized. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> no one's ever I, done that. I love That's it. Great. Well, they should. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us about uh, your history with, with health issues? What were they? Absolutely. So when I was about 18 years old, you know, fresh into college, I got what is called mono. So it's the EBV virus, so Epstein-Barr, and couldn't figure it out over and over again, was misdiagnosed by doctor after doctor. And if people aren't familiar with this, um, it, it really is a disease and it, it can really affect your spleen. So if can you I, don't... Can I pause you for a second? Because I'm confused um, already, uh, which is not a surprise for me. So... Um, <laughs> Mono, you said mono, like mononucleosis, right? Mononucleosis, that, that, which is the, the kissing disease. That, that, that's the same as Epstein-Barr? Yes. So it's that's the same exact thing? Yes, that's actually like the technical name for it. So you actually will have Epstein-Barr in your body forever once you've contracted it. So it stays actually in your liver, in your cells forever. So that's why whenever people get sick and they're tested and maybe they don't have it active inside their body, they'll still test positive for it. So... That's kind of a different conversation in terms of that, but you get it from drinking out of someone else's cup, someone sneezing on you. It's very easily contracted. Sure. And so when I was about 18, you know, I was full-time in college. I was still dancing um, with a dance company, and I just was exhausted. I couldn't figure it out. Um, you know, my mom was taking me to doctor after doctor. Finally, after I think like six different doctors, they tested me for it. I came out positive for it, and basically the medicine for that is rest. You know, they don't really have anything that you can take for it. Um, started as like a strep throat issue. And so through that, I kind of developed like a hypochondria. Like, oh my God, anytime I get sick, like I'm going to have to go to seven different doctors. Like it was really, you know, being a hypochondriac is, you know, people kind of dismiss that, but it, it really is a con contributor to anxiety, depression, all of that. Oh, there's so much research on that. Oh, yeah. These two... Yes. Uh, you, yes. You, you know, you're, Bruce, you're, yep. you're a fan of Bruce. Of course oh, you are. Yeah, Bruce Lipton, sure. epigenetics. Mm -hmm. And have you ever heard of, of this guy? Oh, I have. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I love both these dudes. Herbert Benson and Bruce Lipton, they, they talk. It's funny because the, this, guy's, this guy's subtitle, right, is the title <laughs> right. of this book. I hope they're buddies. They should they're be. best they're friends. Not, <laughs> Yeah, they, they definitely need to be besties because they're doing the Best same stuff which friends. you're talking about. And that's what a hypochondriasis is. Right. Right? Is just the belief. Exactly. That, oh, I'm getting sick. Oh, I'm, no, I get sick this time every year. I just, it just happens. Just me. You know? Just how I am. And that's what they call the nocebo effect, right? Which right. Is, which is where your belief has you get ill. And then the placebo effect is right. conversely, it's the same. It's like belief. Like if you believe that you're, and they do all, and he, this, they, he, well, they both cite all these um, experiments and references. Like for example, spontaneous healing. Right. That's the placebo effect. Yeah. Not necessarily, but at least some of it is. Where yeah. it's like you expect wellness. You're, you're told that you're going to be well. Or for whatever reason, you come to the expectation level that I, I will be well, I will be healthy. And then you are, and it, and it defies 
um, a lot of um, conventional uh, medical wisdom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Andrew Whale has a great book about that. Andrew Dr. Weil. Andrew Whale. Yeah. Wow. I haven't. What, what is it? Do you know what it is? It's on healing. Uh, it incorporates everything from food. I don't think it goes deep into like the, the super sciencey parts about it, but it's a good book. And I just talked about that the other day about spontaneous healing and kind of questioning it too. Like, is it spontaneous or is it that you've been doing the practical steps to That get is an, an amazing distinction point, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. It's, so it should be called seemingly spontaneous healing. <laughs> right. 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 It happens like, overnight, like, just like overnight successes. It's like... That yeah. happens because the work was put in. The same thing with healings. It's just yeah. the same. So, yeah. so just for, for people that are watching or listening, in case they didn't catch that, that part, that reference to, it's Dr. Andrew Weil, W-E-I-L. And he's down Correct. in the University of he's Arizona. Tucson. Right? He's down in yeah. Tucson. Close. And he has his own like thing. Yep. He's got he's doing integrative nutrition. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's an amazing dude. Wow. I haven't seen anything by him in forever. I used to no. watch him on like PBS all the time. He's like Santa Claus. He looks exactly <laughs> like Santa Claus. He looks exactly like Santa Claus. Except he's not obese. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I am going to manifest running into him at some point. It's going to happen. Oh, really? It's going to be like some random spot too. <laughs> well, going to have nothing uh, to do with him. Dr. Weil, I'm sure at some point you'll be watching this. So please do yes. make sure you connect with yes. Taylor. Absolutely. So wh where were we? Did I cut you uh, off? The Epstein-Barr, hypochondria. No, this is good. I like tangents. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was diagnosed with that and, yeah. you know, over just – the natural timing of it, I developed anxiety from it, you know, and on top of that, like there were other contributors that I created. I was going to school full time, something like 18 credit hours. I had a full time job, literally a, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, had to work from five to two, then went to school from two to six. And then I was on a dance team. And so I was getting wow. uh, approximately maybe like three to four hours of sleep a night. So that's something that you know, at the time, I didn't realize was contributing to my anxiety. And that's something that I really tried to help my clients to understand that it's the circumstances that you are creating. It's not circumstantial to the sense that we're, it, it's just, it just happens out of nowhere. No, we create that. And mm -hmm. so for me, of course, the doctors, they wanted to put me on Prozac right away. I fought it, fought it, fought it, ended up going on it for about two months realized it was numbing numbing in the sense like I didn't have any emotion like it was there was no there was nothing it was just like a you know steady emotion to where I was a zombie and I decided you know what I don't want to do this I ended up I had a bad relationship at the time so when I finally decided that and I was actually close to graduating college I was like you know what I'm not going to do this to myself anymore so I weaned off of that I would never recommend anyone to just completely stop it yeah. but I weaned off of it got rid of that bad relationship, downsized, well, since I didn't have any school anymore, I didn't have that type of pressure. And what do you know? Didn't have any more anxiety. So it was just, it was one of those things where in retrospect, it, it makes sense, right? You know, you, you see like, oh my gosh, this is how I made the, created this for myself. This is the circumstance that created this. But then when you're in it, you just succumb to whatever is given to you. You trust the doctors. You think that this is beyond you when really we're in control. Okay, so, all right, uh, this is the big one, right? Mm -hmm. we, you just took us right there. You just skipped over three, four, five, and six of, of the <laughs> questions. We, we, maybe we'll get to, but we'll just jump into the, okay. the bullseye here, which is the conversation yeah. you got and I've been having. And we, you know, I, I gotta tell you, um, you and I talked about this yesterday. Mm -hmm. 
that you know I've I've been getting I've been making some social media posts. Plus, also I referenced when, I, when we spoke yesterday on our test for this. Um, the experience that I had not long within the past year when I was given a talk and I was we were talking I was talking about this very thing about right. the possibility just the, just opening up in a conversation about mental toughness right right uh, the, because I think someone asked a question and that's what brought me there and I said that, you know opening up the possibility that uh, people who are diagnosed with depression just dep I'm just talking about depression I don't it, it, the conversation is not limited by any stretch. To depression, but that was the focal point, and that has been my focal point. Right. I have a real passion for helping people who are, um, are who experience depression. Right. Um, and you know, I suggested in this talk, and I've suggested in many a social media posts that it's a possibility that there's another approach than to eating mm -hmm. pills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's, there's another, like like if I ask if I asked a hundred people that are on Prozac? Would you rather not be? Like who? who of course, a hundred are going to go. Yeah, I would rather not have to do that. I'd rather not have to go to these psychiatry appointments. I'd rather not have to, right. you know, use my insurance or pay a copay. Right. Um, and I'd rather not have to think about eating them every day. Right. Like I was yeah. happy to get LASIK yeah. surgery, so I don't need contacts. I don't have to right. travel with all that crap anymore. It's like, wow, that's some. This is easier. Right. Um, and I believe that they're they're. I don't believe I, there is an alternative. Oh yeah. And I can say, I know yeah. that because I have coached people. I've coached, uh, I, hell there's a, um, a testimonial on my website from a guy that I coached who was suicidal when I met him and yeah. all we, I didn't, I didn't take him off his meds. I, I'm not right. authorized to do that. I didn't even suggest that he get right. off his meds. And that's, that's Yet. key. Yeah. I, but I did plant the seed and I said, let's look forward to the possibility of one day you being med free. Right. 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 And, and what he did was he worked his ass off on uh, training his mind. See, and I love that you said worked his ass off. Like people have this idea that it's like you don't, like you just wake up one day and you're anxiety free or that people who have overcome this didn't have to do anything. Like there's a lot of work that I still put in every single day to have the mindset that I have. There's a lot of work that you put in every single day. I don't think it's hard work, but it's work. And I did a post about this on my Instagram the other day where it's like, getting a six pack, for example, like people understand that it takes consistency. It takes eating healthy. It takes dedication. It takes repetition. It takes, you know, reminding yourself of what I want it. Oh, However, six packs. I'm sorry. I was just thinking, I just go down. A six pack. <laughs> That's like the easiest thing in the world for me. You meant Where's your mind abs. At? You meant Gutter. abs. Gutter. You're sorry. Abs. Just to clarify, Shredded. Taylor is talking <laughs> about abdominal muscles. Mind in the gutter. Mind okay. in the gutter. But, you know, people, like, they get that. Like, women get that if they want to get into shape, and I'm by no means condoning having a six-pack. Hold on, I'm just to clarify, I was talking about beer. Did you know that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah. where you thought I was going with that. Okay, no, I just want to make sure there wasn't any weird reference, because I, I was just talking about going to a six-pack of Heineken, okay? No, I knew that. All I right. knew that. All right, Roger, sorry. All right, no more interruptions. My bad. I just want to clarify. <laughs> you said mine in the gutter. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, I and I know you've been on your nutrition plan. So that's why your mind is like, is, yeah. again, that's yeah. another thing. That's another aspect of this. And we're going to get off on tangents. I know so many times, but like, it's the mind control, like observing the thought and be like, nope, that's, I'm not going to go there. I'm just not going to believe that thought. Right. Mm. So anyways, with the six pack reference yeah. of abdominals, yes. 
it's understood very widely. I would think that even a 10-year-old would understand that you have to eat nutritiously, you have to work out, you have to put in the work, you have to, you know, have a plan. But with with mindset, it's almost like people don't think that they think that they can they need to get there tomorrow and if it doesn't happen tomorrow, then they're just going to give up. You know, it's not like it's constant repetition in in reading. It's EFT tapping that I'm sure you know a lot about. It's, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. It's, there's just so many different factors that come into it. It's not just, you know, the what are you eating? It's not just the are you moving your body? It's just like these different pieces, the meditation that, that come into it. Yeah, so I, so you commented, I made a post, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, on, uh, I saw an article on, on like the unbelievable increasing, increasing rate uh, with which people are being diagnosed in this country with, with major depression, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, the article implies that, uh, it doesn't say it explicitly, but it totally implies that m- more people of late are depressed. Now that that's that's not actually we, we <laughs> that's an assumption because it, it could very well just be true that a boatload more people are being diagnosed right. with depression. And Doesn't mean they have it. Between, or or maybe it depression itself is a construct that you know this is part of the reason I'm not no longer a therapist uh, because of the pathological nature of diagnostics in general with respect to um, like, you know, mental conditions. So, um, but big pharma, I can't not think about the, the incentive, you know, here, the connection, the relationship, Uh, big pharma stands, big pharmaceutical companies benefit tremendously from people being fucked up. Right. Right. And I use that word, clinically yeah <laughs> you know yeah. Like they, they make they profit from uh in, in part in part um right people being mentally ill yeah right being diagnosed with so more people that are um prozac right the more, right. more people that are diagnosed with that uh, the better for them so there's great incentive for people to believe that they need to eat pills that, that, that like they need to go to their, their their medicine thing this by the way is not um that this is alpha glycerol isocursetrin do you know what that oh is? yeah i love that brand too yeah yeah stuff. but anyway i'm using it as a prop <laughs> right. so I, have to, I have to buy more so this is here to remind me to get more but um what does this stuff actually do is nutritionist uh, my, my nutritionist friend kate ritter alpha glycerin i've never taken that before alpha, to be honest right. well i'm gonna refocus <laughs> but I, I am very you know i spent a lot of my life working with people who are uh depressed right right and I, and I believe that depression is not necessary, even if it's genetic. Yes, okay, I do believe that you can inherit, that you have, uh, that is entirely uh, true, that uh, some people are predisposed genetically to inherit a gene, right, that would have them be predisposed then right. to, um, to, and here's the mindful language, to um, experiencing reality in ways that would have them feel depressed. Right. 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 And, and, that, and that is uh, modifiable. Right. But, we, but we but we don't know what those techniques are. So 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 that um, that's a perfect segue into one of the next questions that I had for you from your bio, which mm-hmm. is um, you say you use well. There's a couple things: mind body medicine approach, and that you heal. You are do you consider yourself a healer? Oh, absolutely. I love that yeah. you didn't even absolutely. wait for me to finish that question, and that that without yeah. hesitance. That's beautiful, uh, and that you that's great. 
and you heal your clients using emotional detoxing. And then a couple other things, but I want to get, I want to say, so mind body medicine approach, mm -hmm. you capitalize both the words mind and body. Mm -hmm. uh, you, can you talk to me for a second about that? Yeah. So kind of combining all those together, like, and actually going off of what you just talked about with people, you know, talking about depression, it's like, when it comes down to it, I don't see Prozac commercials. I don't see any type of scarcity commercials. I don't see what's going on with politics and what, what's the reason. It's, it's not, I don't allow it in my energy field. I don't allow it in my environment. The way that you allow that is by watching television, by watching the watch news. TV? I don't have a TV purposely wow. people don't believe that like I, i've had people actually try to give me a television thinking that like i can't afford it <laughs> you know it's so funny it's like no honestly i appreciate that but i don't own a television there's a couple reasons one is being really honest with myself if i have a television even if i don't have cable that gives me more of a tendency to come home maybe i was coaching i had a long day to come home and zone out to whatever is on TV. I don't want to do that. I want to read. I want to do more things that light me up. I, I don't want to even put myself in that position. It's like being a recovering alcoholic. Like you don't just all of a sudden get over alcoholism. You don't put yourself in those situations. And so when it comes to that, and I've had coaching clients that I just talked um, to one of them last week who she, um, you know, was unfortunately unfaithful to her husband and they have been having a lot of issues. And I said, okay, well take me through your night. What do you guys do? The first thing she told me was that they sit down and they start watching uh, television that involves reality TV where people are cheating on each other all the time. And I said, can you see the correlation between the two of why he's constantly, he's replaying this in his mind over and over again because he's being exposed to it. So that's what I mean by I don't put myself in those situations to where it's, it's, it is emotional detoxing. It's, it's getting the things out, getting your environment so crystal clear that you won't allow those things in your environment, meaning setting boundaries, not hanging out with toxic relationships or friends who are only gossiping and talking about who's doing what, who's this and this. It's like, I don't expose myself to that. And that's how, what I teach my, my clients is don't expose yourself to those things that will make you feel less than, that will bring up things from your past. Like it's not, it's not avoidance. It's, it's, it's what makes you feel good, you know? Mm. You know, that sounds so obvious when you say it like that, mm -hmm. but it isn't, um, right? No. right? Because, and, I, and I'm curious about your thoughts on why it's not like, like <sighs> the question isn't always in the forefront of people's minds, which is what am I exposing myself to? How is it affecting my psyche? Right. Right. So that, so there's, well, there's a takeaway right there, right? For We're absorbing all the time. Our subconscious, you don't, e you don't even have to be paying attention to something to absorb that. It's so, it's mm. scary, but you can use that for your benefit. Roger that. Uh, how? So subliminal, you know, messages. There's bi binaural beats, you know, things like for me every night before binaural I go to bed. Binaural beats. Yes. So it's a frequency of tones that ac can actually raise your vibration and your frequency. You can do that in the morning. There's um, an app called Insight Timer, which is I-N-S-I-G-H-T Timer. It's absolutely free. There are literally thousands of meditations music, sound uh, training, chakra balancing, all this cool stuff that you can instead start doing that type of thing instead of watching reality television. And for me, before I go to bed, I'll listen to something like a healing meditation where I literally put it on my nightstand and I fall asleep to it. 
And then when I, you know, wake up, I just, you know, put my phone back on airplane mode and I go to sleep because even if I fall asleep, I'm absorbing that information. So think about that in your daily life, moms out there who are cooking and then they're watching the news, you know, or they have the news on. Even if you're not paying attention to that, you are still absorbing everything. So you could have an argument with your husband and something comes up where it's like, you're, you're, you, have you been cheating on me? And he's like, what? And you heard that off of a television show or off of, it's like, it's mm. crazy how real this stuff is. So, okay, right. Okay, so the, the question is, uh, what am I exposing myself to? Exactly. Right? Where can I be more responsible for where I am putting my presence in and allowing my vibration to be exposed to this? Uh, you know, so um, some people get weird when they hear language like vibration. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe we'll get to that. But the first part is interesting. You just was like so loaded with fascinating stuff that I, this could go on for six hours. <laughs> but um, I love the ownership part of your language, mm -hmm. right? Which is how can I take responsibility and right there, uh, that's ownership, right? Mm -hmm. Of fill in the blank. And what you just said is one of my, basically one of my, you know, what am I subjecting myself to? Uh, that's the opposite of the victim mentality, right? right? You mentioned the victim mentality at the very end. Uh, you, you, you know, you, you help people, you help women get out of, do you, you only work with women? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you, but you know what, um, just to kind of slide this in there when, you know, I'm on Instagram or I'm on Facebook, I'll get a lot of males message me and say, thank you for themselves. Or they'll say, I'm going to let my wife know about your content. So I think I do have kind of a, a wide variety of people listening because it applies to everybody. This is, you know, it's not just talking about like women's health. It's talking about like the laws of the universe. And I know that, you know, can be too woo woo for people, but it really does come down to taking responsibility. And the reason why I mentioned victimhood is because I try to talk to women as what I would have wanted to hear back when I was struggling with my issues. And I was in victim mode. I wasn't taking responsibility for where I was, what I was creating in my life. Okay. So what did that look like when you were in victim mode? It looked like. How are you different than you are now? It looked like calling my mom and you know crying that something's going on you know every day. Literally, it looked like not taking responsibility for the relationship at the time, which was not healthy whatsoever. It looked like not getting enough sleep. It looked like hanging around the wrong crowds of people. It looked like not putting myself first, which is the self-love aspect that I talked about. So. All of those things put together, just taking ownership. Yeah, taking ownership. Okay. Yeah, so so that's what I keep hearing from you, mm -hmm. is how am I responsible for creating my, uh, exactly what's going on in my world right now? Yeah. How am I responsible? That's such an amazingly important question. So there, there's, there's a nugget, there's a practical takeaway. Get in the habit of asking yourself, like, uh, what, so think about what are the things that you don't like in your life and yeah. ask yourself, how have I co-created this? Exactly. And that's actually one of the takeaways. I know you wanted me to put down three takeaways of what I could give people. And that's it. It's taking audit of your life right now. Like literally writing it down. You I have my client. You said audit, audit of your life. I love that. Audit. Yeah. Literally putting down on a sheet of paper where are the relationships that are serving me. Who are the relationships that are not? The way that you can think of serving me is, do I feel better when I leave the presence of this person or do I feel drained? Mm. Because you're exchanging energy whether you know it or not. Either someone's taking it from you 
or you're giving it, you know? Okay, let me play devil's advocate on that, all right? Okay. Because um, I'm, I'm just guessing that maybe some people could hear that in a, oh, in many different ways, but it's like, so let me just play devil's advocate yeah, yeah. for the sake of it. It's like, well, that sounds kind of mean. Like I'm hanging out with someone and I'm, you know, is my, am I fed yeah. by them or I starved by them? Mm-hmm. You know, they take, like, who are you to judge that? I'm and I get real that. No, 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 no. But I, I do get that heat sometimes. And it's funny because, well, not funny, but it's interesting because when I do reply to them, of course, with compassion, like I was there. So I don't want to ever come off and say like, you're wrong, blocked. <laughs> it's nothing like that. Mm. It's saying, I had a woman the other day. She said, I just don't understand where you're coming from with this whole self-love thing, putting yourself first for 30 minutes a day. Like that's, that's suppressing my son from getting what he needs. And, you know, I just had to say, well, your son's watching you, what you do. Like you're, you're, you can't give him anything with an empty cup. It's just not going to happen. You're going to be more present for him. If you fill yourself up first, you're going to have more energy and the list goes on. So I get what you're, what you're saying. And I, I get that all the time. Like, what do you mean? Just like get people out of my life. And that's, it's not as harsh as that sounds. It's more like taking evaluation. And, you know, I did this actually with a lot of friends recently about maybe a year and a half ago to where it was a group of girls. It wasn't just one person. And I started realizing that every time I would go to dinner with them, it would, everyone was just talking about everybody, other people. Have you seen that person's Facebook? Have you seen this? I realized that nothing was being added to my life and that I would actually buy into that conversation. And so it, it was my responsibility to say, I want to surround myself with women who are encouraging each other, who are helping each other grow. And I don't, I am not responsible for changing them. I, and that's, it's impossible to change someone. I can set my example. And so it was like a gradual process. And, but at one point, if those people aren't wanting to stay on your vibration or stay on your level, I guess is another, another way to put it and wanting to rise up, then that person is just not ready yet. It's just a journey. Like everyone's on a different journey. It's not about like leaving that person in the dust and I'm better than you. It's not about that. It's about them wanting to do things to better themselves as well. And I don't think we should ever have any, we shouldn't feel bad for being selfish in that sense. Like selfish is a sense of self-love. Like it's another aspect of loving yourself and saying, no, I'm first. I don't need to put myself in those situations, especially when it's voluntary, like with friends. If it's a work situation, if it's a relationship, you know, you're married, it's a little bit different, it's a little bit trickier, but you are not obligated to hang out with anyone that is not making you feel amazing. Like bottom line, like I'm very, oh, I, I love I'm that. very I, I like, love that. that's an amazing sentence right there. You are not, that's awesome. You are not obligated to hang out with anyone that doesn't make you feel amazing. No. Is that what you just not. said? Yeah, you're not. That's a kick-ass sentence. Yeah, you're just not. And trust me, like this did not happen like instantaneous. I didn't wake up one day and I was like, no, 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 you're out, you're out. Like it was a process, but I have become very ruthless in a sense to that, especially, you know, listening to my intuition when I meet new people and, you know, of course, giving them a chance. Maybe it's a weird um, meeting at one point, but if, if I don't feel good in that person's presence and they're not bringing the same energy, it's like, I don't want to expose myself to that because then I'm going to absorb that negative energy constantly. Energy is real, as you know, like energy, everything's moving, everything's vibrating and you are going to absorb someone's energy no matter what. Yeah. And and I don't ever want to apologize for using the word vibration. Um, 
because you're right everything is and this is just this is science and you, you can't yeah, like, I mean, science. It's just it's just goddamn science which is you know there's the electroencephalograph machine which um measures the literally the vibrational uh, emissions of your thoughts yeah absolutely. so I, I love the phrase uh which is that we're always either um polluting or purifying the world with our thinking yeah uh, yeah. So yeah, it is vibes. And then I love, you know, when people say, oh, I, get a, I get a bad vibe from that person. It's funny. They think they're speaking metaphorically when in fact they are not. No, no, it, it, so, it definitely speaks. You, you know, you, you, you also mentioned um, in your work that you instill massive self-love and confidence with your clients. You instill massive self-love and confidence. Can I ask mm -hmm. you um, how? It's starting to realize that it all starts with you. Like, mm -hmm. The way that I like to look at what I teach and what I provide to the world essentially is that I'm responsible, here goes that word again, vibration. I'm responsible for my vibration. I, I don't want to ever, and this is taking responsibility again, I don't ever want to go to a meeting, let's say, and go to the meeting and bring a negative vibe, a negative energy to that meeting. So it's, it's, having, it's having women take responsibility for their health, for their lives, and it's by instilling that self-love. and. The way that I like to do this is first have them, you know, and, and again, people think that this is like so like, uh, like it, it's just like laughable, like to look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, say positive affirmations to yourself. It, it's, it's journaling the things that you love about yourself. It, it's gratitude. It's making sure that you're filling yourself up first. And again, that's with nutrition. That's with doing the things that you do love. That's playing more. And my sense of self-love, what I do for self-love, and again, I don't want this to be like confused with taking, um, you know, going to getting a massage or going to get your nails done or anything that's costing money. It's like these little things that you could do, taking a bath, you know, sitting in silence. If you need to lock yourself in the closet, I've told women to do that before. Like tell your husband, watch the kids for 15 minutes. You're going to go in the closet and you're going to just sit there for 15 minutes. Don't listen to anything. Just be. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, that's cool. yeah, it's like putting yourself first, whatever that means to you. Self-love to you could be dancing, it could be doing yoga, it could be whatever that means, but filling yourself up first because then what happens when you realize that you're number one, like you're not number two, like you're, it's not your kids are number one, your husband's number two, you're number three, you're number one. Once you start doing that, the confidence just comes. It's, it's not mm. something to where like you, you just like uncover it, you know, it just, it start you start to shed those layers that are not you. And then all of a sudden it just happens and you start building that confidence over and over. Wow. That's super cool. So do you have any other nuggets? Um, like if you could only offer like two more, uh, suggestions on, um, you know, for people on how to, um, heal, uh, how to live powerfully, um, to create the life they love, what are, what are a couple you know, offerings? Well, I have to talk about nutrition because it's yeah. extremely important. And a lot of people don't know this, and it's really important, is that your liver is the filtering system of your entire body. It literally filters blood like crazy. So liver is also where you hold your emotions. It's, that's the scientific aspect of it. It's, it's very, very true. So if you have a clogged up liver mm -hmm. and things are not filtering properly, your emotions are going to stay stuck. You're not going to be able to move them quite literally through your body and get rid of them. So I always suggest to women, and this is the first thing that I put them through when I'm coaching them, is a detox. You know, a detox that's not like a juice cleanse or anything like that. 
It's a detox where you're taking out the foods that are not serving you. That women, you know what's not serving you, you know, like the, the junk food, maybe it's the alcohol, certain things like that, and you unclog your liver. There's certain supplements that I, I have women take. There's different um, manipulations, therapies that I have them do that are, are very easy. It's not dangerous, but getting those emotions to start moving. And the other thing that ties into that too is just feeling it, feeling it out. We're so suppressed in this day and age to where it's like, we're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to show emotion and let that out. If you're having a bad day, cry. If you're feeling like you need to scream in a bag, do it. Because if we suppress our emotions, it, they just stay there. And that's why EFT, um, which is emotional freedom technique works, where it's literally like a tapping on different, different meridians on different areas, which helps to detox your emotions. Do you so do that? Do you, do you absolutely do that with your every clients? single day. I, I, yeah, I have my clients do it and I do it myself. You, have to, you, you do it. Okay. Well, I have them do it. I give them different websites of, I, I'm not certified in it, so I don't okay. want to actually do it myself, but I have them, I suggest to them different people, practitioners who teach it yeah. and they can follow along with and it. And what does EFT stand for? It's emotional freedom technique. And this is used for everything. It's used for losing weight. It's used for instilling confidence. It's used for a lot of um, times when people have traumatic experiences. EMTs actually use this with them. They're actually trained in this in order to get people over like a traumatic experience. Really? Yeah. It's very scientific based. So definitely check it out. It's important. And yeah. I just, I, I will go into the website that I use, you know, it's free and I just, I, I type in maybe what I feel like I could use more of, or maybe I'm struggling with that day, and I just literally tap it out. And it's silly at first, but it really works, and it's a form of detoxing. Yeah, right. It seems silly at first um, because we're unfamiliar with it. So right. everything that we're unfamiliar with seems silly, right? We, we right. mock that which we don't understand. Exactly. So yeah. do you have any clients who are on antidepressants? It's a good question. So I actually have a client that I currently have that just got off it a week ago. So I knew that she was on it and it wasn't any of our conversation. I didn't even talk about it. I knew about it because she put it on a health history questionnaire. She wanted to work on her health. She knew she had really bad anxiety and she just wanted to up level, level her life. And so through working with her again, I never brought it up because like you, like you can place the little like aspects, like that can be our goal, you know, to maybe get off it at one point. But if you're not able to, you know, we'll, we'll work on that. And she ended up mentioned to me last week that she's been off it for a week now. And she's feeling more emotion, both positive and the, the emotion that she was, you know, holding in herself and it's going away. And she's feeling more creative. Like that's the thing that I think that, that, that can be a whole other conversation. Um, and I want to point out real quick, kind of on topic, kind of on not, but I heard Jim Carrey say this one time, and people either love or hate him, but he's, he's has so much knowledge. He once said that depression is your body saying, F you, I don't want to play that character anymore. And I think wow. a lot of people could think about that. Like, who am I portraying or who am I being that is not me? Who is this for someone else? Am I not being creative like I want to be? And so that's where it ties into like the creativity aspect. Like people are creative. Every every human being is creative in some way. Doesn't matter if you're an IT guy or you're an actual artist. She she started back on track. She started getting more creative. She started finding out more things that she loved. She started eating more nutritiously, and she's doing great. And I never once asked her to get off of that because that's not my that's not my place to tell her to do that. I'm not a medical doctor, and 
she weaned off of it on her own and told me that she's been off it for a week. You know, you say that, like, um, I'm a little less apologetic than you are, to be honest with you. Um, you say I'm not a medical doctor. Well, medical doctors, m many of them, I, right. I anticipate a little pushback exactly. here. So we might get some interesting comments, which I'm, That's fine. I'm welcome. I, yeah, hell, exactly. Great. The conversation needs to happen. It does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because I think it's fucking bullshit, right? right? That so many people are over medicated. Oh yeah. Right, and and, yeah. and there's and you know and it, that and it's totally unnecessary. And you it's yourself neglectful. said that you, were, you were in like a funk, and if you know when you were on Prozac, it was like numbing, and you were in like a zombie-ish yeah. state. You didn't say that, but uh, whatever. Right. Um, <clears throat> and exactly, and that, that brings a good point too, because I've had women who you know, have asked me like, well, you're when, when I've, you know, talked with them, like in a, like a discovery call or they're interested in coaching. And then they'll ask like, well, my medical doctor told me that I shouldn't do anything right now. I should just wait to see if the medicine works. And I'm very, very, very candid with them. And I say, that's not, that's not the right approach. Um, you know, I respect you for respecting that, but I will tell you that that's not addressing anything. You're band-aiding a wound that is bleeding out of control. You yeah, know? Just because you're a medical doctor doesn't mean that you have training in right. uh, medical doctors are predominantly. Let me finish that last sentence. Just because you're a medical doctor doesn't mean you have any knowledge whatsoever or training in alternative treatment methods. Absolutely. Which include simply, you know, thinking, being a thought warrior. Right. You know, right. Uh, most medical doctors training is simply in pharma pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And, as, and, as but, and that's, you as know, and it's one of those things. As treatment for the symptomatology. Right. And it's it's lack of education to where, of course, you have to have compassion and say, well, this person, you know, does not know any better, but I just need to make sure, like what we're doing right now, I need to make sure to spread what I know more often. And I just, I have women coming to me all the time who are just, you know, medicated. And then, you know, and then there's the birth control, which is like a whole other issue, which I'm very passionate about. And it's just, it's, it's the taking of the pills. What, what about the birth taking, control? Well, birth control messes with women's psyche all the time. I mean, it, it's 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 the, not only their hormones. You know, women will say that they have all of these different health issues that are coming from birth control. A lot of women don't know this, and hopefully they're watching right now. Birth control is made out of horse urine. You know, it's like if that, and if, if anything, if you're going to stop taking it, stop taking it because of that. But it messes with wow. your, your dopamine, your serotonin. It messes with all of that, which is why a lot of women feel psychotic on it. Because it literally is 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 making you that way because wow. of so I should yeah. never have heard that before. I never knew that it was made that that's disturbing actually. Yeah, it's, and that doesn't yeah. sound very pleasant. No, it doesn't. Um, I, no. want, I, I personally uh, would not want horse urine in me. <laughs> no. it's, just, it's just a <laughs> well, and that's, you know, it's just, it's, it's all these different medications that people are opting for before seeking alternative ways. You know, you know, so let, this is great. Okay, so like all these, all these different. So there's a common thread between all of these examples, which, which you know, is like, uh, I want to be a little bit skeptical of the authority figures, just a little bit. I mm -hmm. love medicine, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I mean, I love the medical world, and, and but however, I don't want to just attribute all my belief, right, into that training. Look, I, you know, I've abandoned a lot of what I've been trained in because yeah. I found. That, like what I've discovered to be a significantly more effective approach right. right, to certain things. 
uh, to many, many, many things in life. So mm -hmm. I always want to be skeptical of what I'm assuming is true and valid and, and good for me. So I have a little healthy dose of skepticism. But that brings up a good point, though. If you decided to ignore that, if you were like, you know, I do know that there's something different and I do know more truth to this, but I'm not going to talk about it because I don't, I really care what people think, then you are doing a complete disservice to yourself and you're eating at yourself. And that's another scenario of what a lot of people are doing right now. They're not speaking their truth. They're not saying what they want to say. They're very suppressed. And that's another form of basically not self-love because you're not expressing yourself. You're not being creative. You're, you're basically like not allowing yourself to expand when the whole reason why we're here, why we incarnated is to expand and to grow and to learn. And so that just brought up a good point to where you, you went with it. You know, you learned and you went with it. But there's a lot of people out there who are learning Maybe it's in a relationship, they know someone's unfaithful, but they're not doing anything about it because they're scared or they want to leave their job because it's not fulfilling. But again, they're scared. And so it creates a lot of this like scarcity mindset where then they start going in on themselves. They start the negative self-talk just starts coming and coming. Taylor, if somebody wanted to work with you, how would they get in touch with you or where should they go? So the best place to go would be www.innergoddesshealth.com. It's I-N-N-E-R-G-O-D-D-E-S-S, health.com. It's a long one, innergoddesshealth.com. Excellent. And you do one obviously, you do one-on-one coaching. I do. I have a membership program as well, which is Daily Inspiration, which is more of one of my lower-end products, you know, just to have women to be able to be inspired every single day if they can't afford one-on-one coaching. That's another thing, too, is that I get it. You know, not everyone can afford a higher-end coaching program. So that's a way to interact with me if maybe you can't afford it, and you know, the higher-end product, and you still want to be in that energy, learn, and grow. So where do they go for that? Same thing on my website. Oh, it's there. Yep. They're both mm -hmm. both options. Are exactly. There? Okay. And how about social media? If people want to follow you, where are they? Where, where are you sure. on? So my Instagram, Instagram handle is taylor.o.stone on Instagram. Yeah. And then Facebook is just Taylor Stone. Okay. Awesome. Wow, that's a lot. And, you know, I'm just, I'm only, the only reason I'm cutting it off here at 45 minutes is because I think people's attention spans shrink. And, but we could go on and on and on. And, and, and yeah. maybe we'll have to again at some point in the near future. So, well, uh, Taylor, I want to say uh, not, not just thanks for, for making time for, for coming on uh, today, but for the way you show up in the world. I just think, you know, mm -hmm. the world is a better place because of people like you, but the world is a better place because of you. So I thank you yeah. on behalf of the world for, um, you know, for, for being so concerned and uh, for dedicating your life. Really, I see you as a servant, right? Yeah, yep, uh, absolutely. And I mean that in the most complimentary of possible ways. Absolutely. So, I agree. I agree. So thanks a ton. Thank you. My